I've been thinking the podcast. I go by the name of Sleeve, Steve, Sleevation, Sleevante. I'm in the goddamn building with my friends. Shout out to Roxanne and Mitch Grayson. They are not in the building, but I do have two great individuals in this building with phenomenal perspective. They have been on this show before. Damon and Saeed, what's good, brothers? Ain't shit, bro. How you? Superb. Cooling like a fan, man. How's everything on your end? I'm pretty good. This guy with the late night fucking... It's late, man. That's facts. All right. No, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. What's good, gentlemen? How you doing? How you holding up throughout this 2020? Um, you know, considering a fucking global pandemic, not for nothing, man. You know, niggas saving a lot. You know, I'm, I'm happy to see a lot more. I'm happy to see a lot more individuals, especially, you know, gentlemen that look like us that are black are, you know, taking more serious in regards to um, investing and shit like that also because, you know, shit, you can't go do anything else. So, you know, why not take the perfect opportunity to educate yourself? So, you know, considering... You know, the, the health aspect of it, you know, it, 2020, you know. Well, talk to me a little bit about that. Uh, I know we're going to get to you, Saeed, but it's he so just good, has some man. shit. Nah, yeah, so it's, that's what um, it does, talk to me about um, investing, because that's something that I actually picked up throughout the, um, well, not picked up, but something that I kind of went in more with, went in a little more depth mm-hmm. in it, kind of invested more in Robin Hood. Yeah, uh, Robin Hood is a great. It was one, one of them that I that um, I've been on. Acorn. Acorn is um, another one. But something honestly that I forgot who at this table I mentioned it to not too long ago. But app called Self. Now what it does is you can set it anywhere between twenty five dollars a month that you want to do or two fifty. Now what you're doing is you're saving it. You can't touch it, and after twelve months you get it back. But what it's doing is it's reporting to those three credit bureaus as if you're paying a bill or whatever. And but. After the 12 months, it's a savings account, and all the money you put in, you get out. You what? get back. Yes, called sub. Oh, Look, shit. It's free as well. Look that app. Oh, that's crazy. Thanks no, for telling it me that. It establishes your credit and while also allowing you to save. So after the 12 months of you just paying, um, say you're paying down like a credit card. Bill right. Or and you, the good thing is, like I said, you set it yourself. You set the threshold anywhere between $25 a month to 250 whatever you can budget and um, whatever you can afford after your bills and everything like that after each month. You don't really need to be someone that's well-versed in the stock market. You right. know what I mean? Like, if you just pay attention to a certain field, diversity is key with your portfolio. So if you want to look into the, the weed dispensaries, if you uh, want to look gas into companies, the gas companies, uh, retail, batteries, retail right. technology, anything right now with, like, the streaming and things like that, like the the mom-and-pop Netflix that's trying to make a name right now because, again, the market is in high demand because you can't go anywhere. Can't do nothing. Everybody right now is cutting cable because we're realizing cable is shit. Right. You know, like mm-hmm. we got thousand channels and guess what? You still looking for people shit. people got people got four or five subscriptions. They do not need cable anymore. <laughs> cable is becoming obsolete. Same. And the irony of it all, I just got fucking cable. <laughs> That's the irony of it all. Verizon literally came to my crib this morning. As soon as they put Sunday ticket on, on, on yeah, I ha- it's almost that it's time. So I gotta, rad. I gotta get ready. But that's why I got cable because it's almost that time. Is, I'm not coming is through that slipping. Really happening though? Like, is it really on track the season? Yes, yes. Okay. They have not, they have not suspended anything besides the um, pre, uh, anything one before game, one or two, two, games, two preseason games. They're actually saying the NFL is actually promoting that they and they don't wanted to do that forever, right? This is something that's been in talks forever. The pandemic just made it something that's a reality, right? Okay. But um, Saeed, what's good, man? What have you been doing throughout the pandemic? Well, I know we all have been working, uh, sidebar audience. We all happen to work together. Yeah. I, um, in the last episode, I, I told you guys that I work in healthcare. I work in materials management. These two gentlemen happen to work there as well. So um, other than that, what's up? Uh, n- not 
well, just trying to make it to 35. Between white Shout people. out to my man Saeed beating COVID, man. <laughs> I do not, because you know, you ain't been on it in a while. We kind of skipped fact. over that. You know what I mean? Fact. My man wasn't here for a minute. You know? So long, so, so, much, fam. so I was going to, you know what? It's crazy because in pre production, I meant to ask you if that's something that you wanted to discuss. I was going to say, because you said, like, uh, what you been up to? About healthcare work. I was like, I was just trying to survive, fam. <laughs> so, so in the healthcare you know, cops and COVID, that CNC, ain't no cola. They just try to kill your boy. <laughs> they try Yo. to kill your boy. Yo, cops between cops and COVID? Yo. It's hard for hard. a nigga in 2020. That's, hard, that's real bro. shit. Yo, that's facts. I hit 30 with the utmost of humility. I've never experienced that type of humility in my life. So talk to me about that. Walk me through that. So um, you're working in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, you're essential. Mm-hmm. They tell us we have to be there. Mm-hmm. We have meetings. They really don't give us much information in these uh, when this COVID first hit and we had these first few meetings. It was, it was the same shit you was hearing on the news. Had, you know. So we were doing what we were told. Um, so so walk me through through how it how it went down from like symptoms to the day you started feeling sick to where you think you got it, how you think you got it. Wait, you have something to say? Dan? Just question, dude. Can we all agree at this table that this was like the one time in regards to like the whole country and the world and the nation? We all were trying to figure this shit out on the fly. Can you like honestly sit there and say this is the first time? Shit, I don't know when that. For the most part, everybody felt kind of like humbled and on the same level playing field each country because again, everybody was taking a hit and nobody was above it because again, it was like a, it's a health thing that doesn't discriminate. You know what I mean? I think that we were on that wave until George Floyd, right? And I'm not saying that that was the first time it happened during COVID because God bless, I, I'm I'm quite sure that it was way more cases prior to George Floyd. Even in the pandemic, and when I say cases, I mean police killing oh, sure. unarmed black people. Sure. So I say I think that that was the case until we now seeing we're now seeing what's going on. We're now seeing now again. Here we are again, we're even not, in a we're, pandemic. We're not seeing what's going on. This is our everyday life. Yeah, don't say everybody that. else. Is don't say that. Wait, wait. I mean, but we're still seeing it. We're seeing, we we're seeing the effect again. Right. Well, like okay. So they're seeing it. The we're, living, we're living. It. We're living. We're living. We're seeing the outcome. We're right. seeing the, the outcome. So as that. so as that's happening, now the narrative is shifting. Mm-hmm. Right. We've all in this big fucking COVID battle together, and then now, now look. It it, it reminds us. It doesn't. It, it it reminds us where we are. Where we really are. Mm-hmm. Right. Because we're not we're not all in this together. No. It's clear we're not all in this pretty, together. It's, it's pretty interesting that it came, it came about like. That. So that was cute, but but go ahead. I'm yeah, sorry. no, it's, it's, it's this, like that's a that's a very fascinating point to to that. It was like a a, a a a reality check for the rest of the world. Yeah. For one part of the world that is, I don't care what nobody says. If the if the person of your country is considered the leader of the free world then anything that country is doing culturally, uh, uh, politically, socially, it's going to have an effect. It's going to have an influence regardless. Right. So if you see the social injustice and how the black people are here and knowing the story of us here, everybody else who, especially in Europe, because everybody over there is way more left than 
Left. What you fuck out of here. They, 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 they care they about people. What you say? Even their right is more yeah. left than all. Even their, <laughs> even their, even their rightest right is is I've heard a that. regular Democrat here. Like it's not even the close. So it, it affects people. I, I think the George Floyd was like a it is it, it hit a whole lot of people different. It could have been anybody else. We like Ahmaud Arbery. We saw that. Oh yeah. That was more difficult to watch than me. Like because you see they you see this might get shot and fall and fall right like he's dead there's a lifeless body right like the George Floyd thing is, is just as I mean they're not comparing evils but right. it's it struck people differently because of the fucking look on that dude's face like and I, and I mean him screaming for his mom, mom and, yeah and, and, and like then you so think about like how his mom passed yeah. so essentially it's a, it's literally yeah, it was like I, I knew I was being my maker kind yeah. of yeah. right it's a public lynching yeah it's, a public, it's, it's, it's essentially like a public lynching so yeah that that. I think also played a, a significant impact on changing the whole thing. It was went from oh okay we're in this together to nah not really we're really not in this together. There's some shit we really got to work on. It's like going through a honeymoon phase with your shorty. Like after, right. after that year and a half, it's like it's like uh you, you know really what need to stop spending money. And you know what you kind of you kind of smack when you eat. Yeah, you know you start to you, you start, start to, to realize those yeah. things that's that that's you probably. You probably kind of bypassed at the beginning. Now but they you don't really pay attention to, but now right now they, now they now they they they, and, they and burn your skin. And in context, in, in the context, we are not necessarily we're not. I'm specifically talking about white people across the world. Yeah, because everybody else who has some type of color knows exactly what we're talking. About. Not no, everybody no, of color, no. and that's something else I said in this previous pod in a previous I did, podcast. I, I said that, and maybe that was the one on the the last one on the list. Mm-hmm. I said that. Um, Everybody that's your color, and I actually threw out, I said a name, but I'm not going to give him no more shine. But I said, everybody your color, everybody that has this, that shares the same color of your skin doesn't share your experience. Mm-hmm. Just because we have the same skin complexion mm-hmm. doesn't mean we have the same experience. You from different walks of life. You could have lived in a, like a bubble, whereas you never had an interaction with... And you know, the older I get, the more I see that. Yep. Because a younger me, I would say that all black people have the same experience. If we all get pulled over, it'll probably have the same outcome. But that's not necessarily true. And I tell you, I'll use, and I can get deeper, but I'll use celebrity as an example. How many celebrities get pulled over and they don't have the same stories that regular me and you have? You know what I mean? That have the same color. And Dave Chappelle even used that as an example. The guy before that pulled him over because he was like, why do I That's the same guy that shot. That shot and killed that What's the guy? Was that the Aubrey? No, no. This unfortunately was just, I'm really upset that I'm really. I apologize. I do apologize that I really can't remember his name right now. But unfortunately the story, if I do, if memory serves me correct, is that he went, young Jim, I believe around between 22, 24, was going to Walmart to, I think he was getting, uh, he was going to make s'mores for him and his daughter. So he went to Walmart to get the ingredients for that and just so happened to pick up, I believe, a BB gun because we all know Walmart sells shotguns and some white person in Walmart called the cops and said this random black guy was walking around Walmart with a BB gun. The officer approached him, did not um, yell out, identify himself or anything of that nature, walked up. Gave this man not even two seconds to process. The guy didn't even know he was talking to him because he didn't have the gun in his hand. He had the BB gun in the car. Now, the guy who called this in made it seem as though the black man was walking around waving the gun. So initially, on the walkthrough, when the cops saw him, uh, put the gun down. The gentleman doesn't know that he's talking to him, shoots and kills him. Wow. Now, again, that is the same cop the day before that went and uh, let Dave Chappelle off that pulled him over. And that could have been Dave. And but that, that was Dave that, Chappelle. So that literally goes to your point. Right. So I, I just feel like it's just not the same for everybody black, you know? And that has to be acknowledged. 
because we do say that. And I'm not trying to add any more division. But a fact is a fact. I was about to say, yeah, you don't got to apologize for being honest. I'm you, right. That. You mean a, a fact is a fact. So there's that. So walk me through. You got to cheat sheet on how to be COVID, apparently. Yeah, it's because you're here. And, and you in all seriousness, yeah, thank right. God you're here. That's why we all for got the cases. For real, for real. So, yeah, if you don't mind, yeah, go ahead. Uh, it fucking sucked. There's, there's really just no way to really... To really get around it is it's uh so when it first happened, how did you know? Like, how was you feeling when it first happened? Um, and then okay, so I'll ask you specific questions. When it first happened, how'd you feel? I can't tell you when it first happened. Well, when did you yeah. first feel think you had it? I was sick from the beginning of March, and I knew I had a sinus infection, but I didn't know. I just thought it was a regular sinus infection. I didn't think anything of it, but. One thing I noticed from like the literally March first was I, I was coughing up brown phlegm every morning. Not coughing, not like phlegm. Not like mucus phlegm. No, like spitting brown phlegm as if I'm uh, spitting regular. Okay. Mm, like that's just a lot of the type shit. Yeah. Uh, so I'm like, that's that's weird. Shit. Yeah. I'm like that's that's strange. That don't happen to me for two weeks. And then I went. I was working Saturday, uh, in the ED, and I was walking through one of the one of the, the fast track areas. And about the third time I walked through, the lady told me, uh, one of the nurses told me that, uh, hey, next time you come through here, you, gotta, you should have an N95. Um, we've had some COVID patients uh, in here. We didn't know, we just found this out. So we're gonna close this down and keep this strictly for like the COVID area. So I'm like, oh, okay, well that's good to know after the fact. Um, this is fucking fantastic after <laughs> <laughs> And like, for the same, for the next week, it was the same, my chest was just hurting, and it was the same brown phlegm. I'm like, you know, I'm smoking, so maybe, you know, smoking does that too. So I just didn't, I didn't, I just thought, okay, whatever. And I was chilling in the car, I just pulled up, and the fucking, I was smoking, and I was smell. I was smoking the weed, and I was tasting the weed, and then I couldn't taste the weed, and then I couldn't smell the weed. And now I'm like, well, that's... <coughs> That's never happened to me before. Like, I don't lose my sense of smell. I'm not, I was like, I'm not stuffed up or anything. Like, I can breathe fine. So then the next day, I was like, let me just go get tested uh, at work, just in case. And of course, sure enough, I woke up the next day, cough was really <coughs> bad, that severe dry cough shit. And I just idiotically went into work for like three, four hours and got tested, went home. I remember seeing you that yeah, day. Yeah, I was there that in day. In the locker room. Yeah. You I looked bad. Look pretty bad. Look yeah. pretty bad. Well, your normal face was bad. Yeah, you know I mean, yeah. 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 worse than normal. <laughs> I'm cute. I'm gifted in fleet. You heard? <laughs> um, so, <laughs> I that I went that the 24th is my dad's birthday. I went and got tested that Friday, the 27th. They're like, yeah, you positive. So I was like, okay, cool. But the days leading up to them telling me positive, I didn't have. They didn't have to tell me I was positive. Yeah, man. you knew. I knew. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit! The struggle. I, I'm an asthmatic, so the probably mostly an environmental asthmatic because I, I don't need a pump every day. But if it's certain situations, it's going to get ugly. And I figured the respiratory issues were going to affect me more. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened. Like the fever, I only got later among the symptoms, which was also a red flag. That not, I got a fever like three weeks after I initially had it. Sheesh. Yeah, it wasn't. It was like for a day or two, but it was like uh, you shouldn't. 
it's still very active in your body. But the breathing part was the toughest part because the damage it does to your lungs afterwards is like really I lost forty pounds. Wow. Couldn't couldn't really eat because you can't taste anything. So what are you eating? You're I'm just eating healthy foods at this point, trying to like just to stay up, stay up, get my immune system going, right. stay, get my energy pumping. Like I knew it was real when this nigga ain't smoked like for like six weeks, bro. Yeah, I, nah, I, and I'm talking like. This, Two and a half you know what I mean? We, we, Off. we pride ourselves. I think the, the three of us right here pride ourselves on yeah. uh, on our 420 intake, yeah. you feel me? Our flower intake. Right. Like, only real pot smokers that's listening right now understand what I'm saying in the sense of, like, you know you're not feeling well where, like, it's a part of your normal, like, habits of every day, like, wake up, awaken, babe, or and shit like that. So, like, you know you're not feeling well if... You don't want to do that shit at all, let alone for six Bruh, weeks. Talk about scared straight. I couldn't even look at smoke. I can't look at smoke. I couldn't look at pet dander. Anything that go into lungs. <laughs> pet dander. I couldn't look at pneumonia. I couldn't see nothing, fam. I was pet scared. Dander. Fucking straight. And every time, the worst part about it was every time you think you may have felt better, you just feel so fucking shitty. Like, oh my God. You know what I, mean? I think I called D nah, maybe. Let me, let me interject because. <laughs> This this is this is why I really know like I fuck with him and we wanted to see him, even though he hides it a little bit better. I don't know if it's the Gemini in this nigga or what. But like two okay. days later, after him saying like he could go up two flights of stairs, he like yo bro, I could barely get out the bed to walk to the bathroom without it feeling like yo somebody's sitting on my fucking chest. Yeah, bro, man. You know what I'm saying? Like it was it was, it was that was that was for that a couple was, weeks on and off on and, and off I'm, for four weeks. But you're in the whole the whole constant, the only constant, the only constant. You're in pain every day. Every single man. minute of the day. Man, your man, chest, man. Your stomach, something is on fire, fam. And it doesn't end, bro. Like, I'm so glad I was 29 and had dealt with it. If I was like 65, 66, that shit would have got the best of me, bro. Wow. I couldn't deal with that shit for eight weeks. Like, really? by the sixth week, I was like, yo, I'm, this is crazy. Like, yeah, I'm yo, never this getting how better. This shit feel like- I'm never, and then when I went to go. Get checked up because I felt better physically. Like I was when I no two weeks after that. Two weeks after that, I'm like, okay, like I feel better. I'm walking. I'm talking good. I'm eating. My appetite's back. I go and just get an EKG just in case, so everything's covered. And they're like, oh, (laughs) it's a little more serious than what's going on. You're gonna have to take another two three weeks off until we figure this out. So that's why that's why I didn't come back till May 18th. Mention to the audience that just like we also know with COVID, like a lot of people who beat a lot of the people that the demography that it targets, and unfortunately, like those people who like succumb to it are those who have underlying issues. Do you yes. also want to speak to the fact yes. that I don't know how like person you want to get? Yeah, but I, if we're talking about it, yeah, you know I mean? I've I've I have two I had two to three that was like one of the main <laughs> underlying issues that could cause problems. I had high blood pressure and I have asthma. The only thing I have is diabetes. I don't have no sugars. No sugars. My sugars is my sugars is money. I don't never have any sugar. Yeah, it's water. You don't rush water. this. We don't rush this. We 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 cut our sugar. So, like it was, like I was thinking in my head, like man, this is. I kind of knew like yeah, this is about to get ugly for me, but I didn't think it was. They said two weeks, so I'm thinking they keep calling me after two weeks. So I come back to work. I feel good today. I'm like maybe I should go back to work. Yeah, it was bad. That shit was. It's, it's not. That shit is not a joke and. The fact that New York is so low right now and all the states are feeling it, and I'm just sitting there thinking, like, you, this really could have been avoided. If I'm in the other states, I'm I'm disgusted right now. Exactly. I, like, I shouldn't I be in this situation. Wow. 
Yeah. I shouldn't be in this situation, fam. Yeah, yeah, because you know why people people get reckless. I mm-hmm. think it's the sun. I think you all the only blame to people thinking Corona people is going is the sun. People are stupid. We get it became too much summer, and everybody said Corona's over. Just because everybody goes to school doesn't mean everybody's literate. That's a fact. Please, people so, are stupid. That's a fact. I, I, as we're seeing, but in closing, yes, I do. I am happy that you're here. Yes, sir. I'm happy Facts. that you lived to tell it. Facts. And I mean, shit, man. I mean, I didn't know the specifics because we didn't talk about it. Yeah. So I didn't know that. You know, I knew you were going for a minute, but I didn't know. I didn't know why. I didn't know the setbacks. I didn't know any of that. So. 40 pounds, the, you, I'm talking about, you, you said to me today, just now, that, yo, I, I was able to walk today. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Like, that, that, that was a, that was a fucking, that was a moment. Day when I, I walked around the wow. block. I was like, yo, we money, son. Wow, bro. I didn't know it was crazy. that crazy, man. Yeah, bro. It's, it kills you. No, so, no pun intended. Since, since we're, yeah, no pun. No pun intended. I'm sorry. Yeah. So since we're since we're on, still on COVID, because we'll we'll get off COVID, but since we're still here, is there any insight? Because I kind of gave some, so I won't mm-hmm. beat a dead horse. But as I stated before, we you guys are essential as well. Mm-hmm. You guys work in the same place as us, so we don't have to get into any deep specifics. But is there any moments um, during this whole? And I know you. We're out for a while. That's mostly this. Yeah, so I I guess the the conversation is mostly for you, D. I mean, the question is mostly for you, D. Is Was there any moment, one moment that stuck out to you throughout this whole COVID thing that that really made you say, damn, this shit is crazy? Um, To be completely honest with you, I think you, I wasn't on your privy to being on the last podcast, but you in the intro, you mentioned that you roughly, loosely touched on the uh like the bodies and, and yeah yeah but just tell your side fuck what I said um <laughs> I think what really like probably made it like really I wouldn't say set in because you know working in that setting like you see it every day and and being one of the departments that are like is on the forefront with dealing with it and playing such an essential role during the the height of the COVID and the pandemic mm-hmm. you know you you. You start seeing a couple things on a day-to-day basis that you start to become immune to. You may be like, all right, if you saw it on, a, if you had a different job, you saw it on the news, you probably be like, oh, that's crazy. But again, you know, it's human nature to take something like that for granted if on a daily basis we're like, that's just our regular work environment or if that's just our regular environment. Mm-hmm. You know, we kind of become immune to it. But what really hit home to me to answer your question probably was when I saw the, the, the fourth truck back in. So when now, I mean the fourth truck. Late, wait, before you keep going. Now, because you don't know what I said, so I'll tell you what I said before you continue. I said that if we, on a regular basis, would see maybe them pick up maybe three to five bodies a day, we were seeing like 20 to 30 a day for a certain span of time. That's how nuts it got. Now, it might sound like I'm exaggerating, but I've seen that. So now, when you say trucks, now, tell the people what you mean by the trucks, because I didn't go into, like I said, I just surfaced. And I wanted to get there, so go ahead. I'm glad you said that. Uh, when we mean the trucks, unfortunately, and I don't like speaking for people, but I think I feel I, I'm comfortable enough in saying that if anybody that 
like on this topic right now at this table, I don't. We're not taking or speaking on this loosely or lightly, mm-hmm. in any capacity. Not, not a joke but, at all. Uh, this is there was not they, a joke said. But the the trucks to, to answer your question, Steve, like they were um, refrigerated insulated trucks, and it got to the point where the on a day to day basis, the, the the amount of um, unfortunately like you know deceased individuals or bodies it, that it was amounting up to. In the hospital, for each truck, it got to the point where they had to install shelves. Well, tell the them truck. why they had trucks because the we morgue was so full. Because the morgue was so full, and again, like they had no place for the bodies, morgue. and we don't have a small morgue, so, and they had no more place for the bodies, so they had to implement these trucks. And yeah. now there's four trucks, and then the trucks wasn't sufficing, so they started putting shelves. Yes, and I, I know to anybody again who doesn't. Maybe like work in the like in the field of an incapacity or can't like see from a, a, a hospital operational mm-hmm. standpoint. It wasn't them being like soulless cows or like that. Like again, it was to, a, answer, to to piggyback on what we spoke about earlier, this is something that leveled the playing field for everybody across the world. That no one ever dealt with some shit like this, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's like. On the fly, what am I supposed to do? We got yeah. funeral homes yeah. backing up. Nobody, you know what I mean? So yeah. it's like, unfortunately, it's... Uh, it wasn't done in a malicious way. No, there was it, no other option. It, it really wasn't. The, 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 the point of it all is that there were so many bodies that they started putting them in trucks because the morgue was full. The trucks were getting full. They had to start breaking down the trucks in a way to where they could fit more bodies in each truck. And that's how crazy it got. And, I'm, and I got to say, And the trucks man, are parked in the parking lot of the hospital. Of our entrance, of our area. And, we and we have to walk past these Every trucks day. to clock into work on a daily basis. So that's what I mean by... It was a, locked, it's a little different. In I mean, we don't obviously, yeah, they're not wide open but, to where you but, can see, but, but you know what's in there. So I'm, psychologically, it yeah. kind of fucks with you. And like I said, it you kind of don't realize it fucks with you until it fucks with you. You, you, you feel you what I'm saying? Because it's right. like a consistent nice. environment yeah. that you're surrounding yourself with. It's like, yo, those oh, those are trucks. You but no, seven days a week because it was it was think you know, about it. it was a pandemic. So seven days a week, you some some of us probably working 13, 14, however many straight days. So again, you see that every day, you just starting to just become immune to it. Right. Again, because of the environment in which we also grew up in, that ain't really, so to answer your question that started this, when you was like, you know, what really was the moment? For me, I said the fourth truck because us coming where we come from, we're not, we're not unfamiliar to, you know, losing somebody or death or seeing a dead body, unfortunately. You know what I mean? So... But to, but to, to, to that to, capacity? Yes. Yeah, that, and I gotta say, man... That our job, say what you want, but that place really, like on the fly for those months, man, like everybody working together. I'm talking about higher ups rolling up their sleeves and how like it should be on a day-to-day basis and hardworking shit and not so much delegating. But when I mean everybody like jumped in, pitched in, man. It was definitely a moment of unity. It, it, it really was. But it, it was, was a, a but but it was a very brief moment. Yeah. It was a very brief moment. But you know what it did for me? It provided hope. Something that I don't necessarily always subscribe to, but nah. it definitely it definitely provided some hope. Yeah, it just takes a pandemic for it to happen. But I'm, I hear you. Right. I mean, but again. Mother Nature. <laughs> she's not happy with us. Right. Everything. Right. Like, but again, but again, a pandemic happened. Yes. Yeah. This happened. Right? So, yes, it took something so drastic, but drastic things do happen. Right, 
Change only comes about with pressure. You Come on. Makes diamonds and bust pipes. Talk about it. Which one? Is, which one is your life? That's it. Like straight up. Like so. so it, well, I'm from Marcy, so I'm good. Like I, I, I truly felt like if it felt like the the world was coming to a, a crescendo, like a climax before COVID. Like everything. Oh hell yeah! Like for the definitely, last since, since 2016, everything since the Me Too movement, pretty much. I feel like everything's bubbling up to the surface. Everything. I'm back. I'm back. I used to be a corner. I'm backpedaling the fuck away from this one. No, no, no. I'm saying. I'm saying since that. Since the fact that that brought up the cha- about change. Everybody, everything's coming to the surface. If no, know, I no, it's okay, just okay. yeah, it's it's it's, 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 tra- it's change. It's drastic. Yeah, it's Bill Cosby is in prison. Yes, come on, man. Come on, that nigga sold pudding pops our Good. whole childhood. I wanted to touch on something else that I spoke about that I wanted y'all perspective on that I talked about in the last podcast. I said that I wanted people to be unapologetically black, and. When I started telling people about that and started discussing that intimately, I started getting different perspectives on it. So I want to know when I say that, what comes to mind for you, gentlemen? Well, for me, it just means to, like, you know, proudly be comfortable in your own skin and unapologetically, like, you know, not have to alter or compromise who you are to make anybody else around you feel comfortable, you know, or apologize for being yourself or apologize for being proud of, you know, who you the are. obstacles mm-hmm. in which, like, you, your ancestors <clears throat> have gone through. And it's like, yo, like, I, I'm still here. So it's like, you know, I will proudly wear whatever. I will proudly sit there and educate me and mine about the the Benjamin Bannikers of the world who sat there and designed Washington, D.C., the whole Washington, D.C., was the architecture design of every street in Washington, mm-hmm. D.C., was a black man, things of that nature. But you know what clock. I'm saying? The grandfather clock, shit like that. You know, that's what I think of when you like when I hear that term and shit like that, you know? You? Being on the part of Jelly Black, to me, means taking everything that you've learned, absorbed, witnessed from your culture and showing it proudly, showing it without hesitant behavior and being able to have integrity and honor to stand up for everything that you have learned up until this point. That's what being unapologetically black means to me. And I'm glad you both said that because that's exactly what I meant when I said that. And some of the conversations I had following that statement was, are you encouraging people to go out essentially and act ignorant? Which I was offended by. Why is that? Why does that where your mind go? Right. I was offended by that. So that's a that's a Jim Crow mentality. Exactly. Exactly. So what you're what you're saying is white is pure and black is uh, is is we're aggressive we're angry and it's like not nah. first off what you're saying is when somebody says that you, they, they say no why don't you be unapologetically black stereotypes that's like us saying well shit I'm sure you got a farm right I'm sure you got you and fucking pigs and shit like that to white people like that doesn't no. make any sense it, it you're pointing no out sense. A, you're pointing out a fucking stereotype period so like how could you ever think that that's the actual case for everybody especially when black people come up from different old 
different walks of being black in America. So, wait, but uh, Robert, Robert's here. Shout out to Robert. He's here. You had a theory on. You said you can't be unapologetically black. Is that is that something you want to elaborate on that? Well, yeah, I can elaborate on that. In America, I mean. This, you want to speak up a little bit? Okay, well, in America, I mean, you can't you can't be... Uh, people fear that. People mm-hmm. fear when you unapologetically mm-hmm. black. But, and, that would, and that is what comes off as you're angry, mm-hmm. you're, 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 you're scared, you're wild. And I think it's a lack of empathy. You know, that because, because when, you're, when you're unapologetically black, <coughs> you're emotional. You know what I mean? It's a series of emotions that run through you. I feel I feel like I feel like to be unapologetic like it's to be an emotional. I don't feel like it's to be, you know, you can be intelligent, you can be it's can you can be all that. You can carry yourself like these fellas said and all that, but I think it 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 comes down to an emotion. When you're unapologetic black and people fear that, I feel. Uh, f- to to kind of go along with that and challenge that the same a broad complete old archaic general example of the way another group of people were described as emotional. Like the the Italian group, the Italian people, when they first got it, they're it's described as they're talking with the hands and they're aggressive and they're, oh, they're passionate. They're, they're a strong, passionate people. You know, that's just how they are. Right. And it's like and when, when it comes to black people in America, it's like, oh, they're aggressive. I think that a lot of that stems from older white people knowing the result of what they did to black people so that when black people have these same mannerisms like Italians, it's not passion, it's anger. They're scared of a revolt. They don't know that black people are compassionate people, that we, if given the power, we're not going to do what they did to us. And I think that because we, we move with these mannerisms and they know what they did to us, that's what makes us scary. That's what makes us scary. If you fuck somebody over, right, and they get a gun, <laughs> you know what? I, don't, I mean, that's extreme. That's an extreme example. I, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't think. I don't. Uh, so the same way, an analogy I'm gonna use, even though it may have scientific studies may disprove or whatever, but the same way alcoholism is passionately, right, is the same way they say that violent behavior is passionately. One hundred percent through people. Through certain kids, as they do like case studies yeah, on yeah. certain criminals and shit, correct? Like that, yeah. So, you mean to tell me that there's just generations and generations of white people who have not only had this view about white people and have physically abused them, that that initial violence isn't in the back of their fucking heads? It's fucking genetic at this point. The people that who were violent, it's probably, it's absolutely genetic. You can't go generations, you can't be generations and generations of slave masters and doing how they do and not think, well, I'm a better person today. Nah, nigga, you still a slave, you, you, you still a slave master mentality inside of you, buried fam. There's nothing you can do about that. It's just laws you gotta buy by now. It's laws you gotta buy by now. It's actually illegal. So, like, inhumane. I don't know if like, you got to notice. Get yeah. the fuck out like of here. Like, if with it that wasn't shit. laws against it, you'd probably you still be doing, doing it. Yeah. Of course. That's why it's different forms now in the prison industrial complex and all of those different things. But even like when you was like to say like the uh what it means to be black, um also when you was unapologetically being black, sorry. Um 
I think we were just talking about um, shit like being done to people, but also with being unapologetically black and like just informing yourself. Just look at them being like scared of. I think more of them knowing how, how much damage we can cause being unified. Look at Black Wall Street. That's what I'm saying. You know what I mean? Like just. That's what I'm that, saying. Like, I think that, the fear of it all. You do to your own people. Right. It's uh, domestic terrorism. I'm sorry. I thought that was like in the Constitution. So. Listen, you. you I, heard, thought, I thought that was. You, you you remember what Linda B. Johnson said about the about the poor white man? So, like, that's a. If you can make the poor white man feel. What was the quote? If you can make the poor white man feel higher than the Negro, Negro yeah. there we go. Then he'll open his pocket. They said he'll uh, he'll uh, give you his money. Shit, mm-hmm. he'll open his pocket for you. Yeah. Straight up, like, yep. and that's really the case. And it's like, I mean, every <laughs> if you're a poor white person, you see everybody with these privileges and this money, and you sit there equivalent as the property as you see. How the fuck do you comprehend that? <laughs> How do you comprehend that? Because now you're like, oh, am I property? Right. No, I gotta be better than this. So no, you're racist, not. They dumb. So racist, you're dumb. It's yeah. crazy. Man, well, it's, it's, well it's, to be a racist, you kind of have to be dumb. It's an, it's a, it's a no kind It's an, it's a blatant ignorance. Yeah, yeah blatant ignorance. It's a blatant Chosen. ignorance. Blatant ignorance. To, to ignore ignorance. the the, the truth. Definitely that, a choice. That you've been fucking victims of classism. Yeah, this entire time. Like, (laughs) you've been a victim the entire time. So you victimized us. Hurt people, hurt people. That's the moral of that fucking story. Yes, it is. Hurt people, hurt people. I do want to thank you guys for coming through. I thank you guys, as always, because, I mean, I tell you, I appreciate perspective. And I appreciate (coughs) an educated perspective. You know? Somebody that has something to say with substance. Everybody got something to say, but... In times like this, we need people that, with voices that have something to say to say it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's enough to know. It's enough to understand. And if you can educate the people around you, obviously mm-hmm. you should. Mm-hmm. But if like me having this platform, I want you guys to have a voice. And with that being said, like I've told you off mic, you know, I think you guys should definitely do a pod. And I'm like I said, whatever y'all need to get it going, I think you should do it. Nah, but I first want to say, but appreciate, thank you for like, for real fact, appreciate the opportunity you know I mean? always. Yeah. And having like, gaining the experience, you know, to like, to test out to see like, if there's something that, you know, yeah, I we do gravitate toward, but not even that, that people gravitate toward as well, because again, you can sit there and have something to say or think, you know, but if again, no one's gravitating toward it, it's like, yo, what's the point? You know, you just, you just on your soapbox type shit, so you know, just again, just appreciate, you know, one, giving us, like, the opportunity, and two, just allowing us to have the platform just to test this out. Yeah, man, sure. yeah. All, anytime, all, all, no problem at all, man. Anytime, always. Um, everybody stay safe. Yes. Yeah. Shout yeah. out to Mitch Grayson and Roxanne. And as always, I need you guys to do me a huge favor. Actually, shout out the room. Shout out to everybody in the room. I appreciate y'all. Appreciate that. And um, do me a huge favor, people. As always, live life accordingly. <laughs>